Hi, we're we're back uh, for uh, episode two of our community media day uh, podcast presentation outside of Seventy Main Street uh, in North Andover, in front of the Cam Studios. And right now, I have uh, Brian Howard from the Historical Society, who seems to be my new partner in crime as we spend a ton of time together, uh, or at least crossing paths a lot lately. Uh, Brian, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> this, uh, this is actually my, my first podcast in Massachusetts. Oh, in, well, in Massachusetts, that sounds like you're a, a pro, because this is my <laughs> first time you know, on this side of the mic, uh, especially it's, on a podcast. It's been a while. <laughs> Pointers as we go along. All so. right. So uh, just a brief snapshot, this is Community Media Day. We're kind of reflecting on uh, what community media uh, means to the public and, and some of the organizations that North Andover CAM is involved with. And if, um, you, um, you know, if you've been in, involved with other, organization, you know, other organizations and dealt with community media, um, please let us you know, mm -hmm. you know, kind of give us some insight there too. Sure. Um, but um, yeah, so we're here. Um, you're the new director here in town for the Historical Society. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, give us a little snapshot of what you guys got. Okay. Uh, well, the, uh, the Historical Society, we've been around since 1913, but um, we had had, the, um, uh, had our, our previous director, Carol Mashahad, had been there for 31 years. So I am the first, um, the, the first new director there yeah. since the late 1980s. I started in January of 2020, about eight weeks before the world shut down. <laughs> so uh, we're on Makes the... Makes a job fun, doesn't it? Yeah, tell me about it. So <laughs> I, I still I still feel, I mean, here here I am almost two years in, but it still feels like I'm, I'm new to, to, to the town. I'm meeting people. I'm starting to see things happening, in particular on the common, right across the street from the Historical Society, that are longtime community events, but that I had had no exposure to, uh, as a result of the, the, shut the, the shutdown right, last right. year, so it's it's been a little surreal, but very interesting, and and it's been very encouraging to get to know people around here and see the resources in town, and in in particular, uh, uh, NACAM and all the work that um, that you've been doing for us to help to uh, promote our mission, our activities, uh, the uh, the Stevens Center project, uh, the, the public programming, all the kinds of things that we're trying to bring to the community. We need that, that voice, uh, that, um, uh, you know, that, 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 that friend out there to, to help us spread the word. And, and you, you've been that for us and I sincerely appreciate it. I tell you, I mean, out of all the organizations I've come across and been involved with, I have to say the movie theater at the, at the new building <laughs> has to be one of the most exciting things I've, I've, gotten sure. North Andover Cam involved in. Mm -hmm. um, it's exciting. It's new. It's it's different. I mean, yeah. I don't know a community that has anything like that. And uh, sure. I think there's a lot of potential partnership there, and, and yeah. it's exciting. Well, it's it's been made pretty clear over the last, last year and a half just how much this community has been looking for something. You, you know, kind of you know, kind of like you're, you're looking for something, but you never really realize that until it's presented to you. And uh, time and again, I've had people come in on building tours and uh, say, man, you know, I, I just can't believe that, you know, here we are in North Andover. Now we have this, this cutting edge theater where we can do movies and, and video screenings and presentations. And, you know, it, it expands the historical society's capability dramatically. Uh, we were able to accommodate maybe a dozen and a half to two dozen people comfortably in, in our, our Johnson Cottage facilities, but uh, 
uh, here in, in the theater and the, the Stevens Center, the former textile museum for anyone who uh, might refer to it as, uh, as that 800 Mass Ave. Um, you know, here we can accommodate three to four times the number of, of people, mm -hmm. and we can expand our capabilities so that, you know, if, if we have, uh, you know, school board debates or, or select board uh, debates, subject matter experts coming in from all over the, the region, uh, you know, movie nights, uh, documentaries, uh, the performing arts, all of that type of, all of those types of activities that we would have been able to do on a very, uh, come, come again, Karen? Poetry readings as well, yes. Uh, you know, all all those all of those types of activities that we either would have been able to do on a much smaller scale or not do at all. Mm -hmm. uh, we now have that capability in our hands, and to be able to bring that benefit to the community, it's much more than just the historical, you know, for the historical society's benefit. Uh, it's it's for anybody and everybody who who lives in or or visits or or passes through this town mm -hmm. uh, you know we're, we we want to be that community resource much like any cam has been uh to uh, uh to the region and i think we're there and it's it's with your help so thank you yeah no it, it was kind of a you know uh you know an aligning of stars really the um you know the pandemic you know changed everybody and um you know i've explained on this podcast already you know we have we have, our funding comes from everybody's cable bills um, the pandemic didn't slow that down because yeah. you know nobody was cutting services. They they needed their bundles, their internet, their cable TV, and uh, that's where our North Andover Campus funding comes from. But when the pandemic shut everything else down, it actually slowed a lot of our services. Mm -hmm. So we were able to. We were just fortunate that your project was was coming up, mm -hmm. and uh, in 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 the kind of it it just kind of aligned because it freed up a lot of our typical budget money where we weren't traveling to uh, uh, you know um, we got workshops or mm -hmm. um, uh, events uh, across the country where we'd have to send staff or we weren't feeding volunteers all year long that, that those are all budget items that we burn through every year sure. and um, so we you know I have a very supportive board and you know we talked about the way it kind of mixed with our mission it's mm -hmm. a movie theater where we could keep it within our within our mission and you know have screenings there or televise mm -hmm. events there uh, and with the proper infrastructure in place it, it matched our mission so we were able to again return our funding right back into the community and that's sure. that's the one 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 mission you know with community television uh, whether it's North Andover or any of the other communities it's you know the, the residents have already in one fashion or another you know paid for us sure. you know and, and, and supported us so whatever these stations can do to, to give right back to the community and this was just a fortunate oh yeah blessing <laughs> that it came out of nowhere Ooh. and it was like wow this is this is a huge thing and uh and you know i know you have a lot of donors and in you know there there's a lot of people contributing over there but the fact that we could put our our footprint in over there with the oh, yeah. technology and the the media end of it mm. uh and the network because we for years we've always wanted to partner with the historical society uh on the way we would get our live signal from the common out mm -hmm. to the viewers sure. um and that was the the immediate way we could do it because you're right there on the common yeah. but it, in prior years the internet service wasn't there and it yeah. was and it was very slow and whatnot so we actually had to ricochet it from you know your property at the historical society up the street to this the station mm -hmm. two fire yeah. station up the street you know which is fine it's a little miracle and we perform those <laughs> miracles yeah. sometimes 
but now with the new infrastructure in place, we were able to help with the with the uh, technology there. Yeah. You upgraded your services, and now you, you know now it's a cleaner. It's yeah. it's it's about an hour's less of my day when the Fourth <laughs> of July ceremonies or sheep shearing or, or any of the yeah. events at the common happen. Um, just because we don't have to borrow the, the fire department, you yeah. know, and make sure that they're up at mm -hmm. you know six mm -hmm. in the morning, or they're not on a call, so you know yeah. it's a lot more uh, manageable of a partnership with the, with the internet. So, um, well, you know, I think that's that's a great opportunity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the the shutdown really, I mean, like you know, like like I said a few minutes ago, I got here about eight weeks before the the world uh, shut down, and coming into this this town and into this project and you know with with all of the skills that I've had uh, running historical societies and history museums over the years suddenly that was all off the table you know <laughs> our, our our ability to uh, to get out to the, the public and and do on-site programming I mean we are reliant upon visitor traffic mm -hmm. uh, you know how how could we you know, in, in this new environment, how could we possibly continue to get the word out and, and talk about everything that, that we're trying to do for the community because that's our, that's our lifeblood. So that's where the partnerships, uh, in particular with, with CAM and, and with other community organizations that were, were in the same boat, really came in to, uh, to help us get through and reassess, you know, what uh, types of benefits can we, can we bring to the community? How can we continue to get our, our word out? So, uh, you know, I nobody would have wished, <laughs> you know, correct, the, correct. the last year and a half on uh, on on the world. Right. Uh, but what it showed was that um, this uh, this organization, this town, uh, we are resilient and uh, we have the capability to pool our resources together uh, to continue to enhance the quality of life in the in the area and bring the community together exactly I mean, yeah. exactly that's 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 what it's all about it's fantastic um the historical society in in cam or community television in general any any historical society has a natural partnership because we teach people the craft you know how to how to videotape things you know how to put a program together but a lot of times, whether it's youth or uh, adults or retirees, like that's great. But what do we do with it? You know. Yeah. And now the historical has society has all the content, yeah. right? Yeah. So now, I mean, yeah. to me, that's just a natural marriage. So I think you know we talked about this the other night when we were um, working on another project. But it just—it's uh, a no-brainer. We just got to get together and, and and put more content out there and, yeah. and figure out internships that help yeah. pr produce the. Uh, because you have you have so much to share over there, yeah. and um, I just think it's a natural partnership. Yeah. Well, that's that's our, our big strength is the ability to provide content, mm -hmm. and yeah, I I think uh, I'm I'm in the the minority of people who've just always had uh, an innate interest in in history, and you know I, I recognize that you know that's a very small part of the general population, the people that just love history for for history's sake, uh, and what we've what we've needed to do. Uh, is to get people to realize that even if they don't think that they're interested in history, that our organization has a lot to offer mm -hmm. uh, for uh, for this whole for this whole area, uh, and the content is is where it's at. Uh, we have people that have come in; uh, they've just bought a, a house, for example, in town, and they want to research the property. We can do that. 
Uh, we've had authors who have, uh, you know, they've, they've written books about, uh, you know, the, the Salem Witch Trials and Andover's deep involvement in, mm-hmm. uh, in that. Um, you know, our, our agricultural and industrial stories, all of those types of things that influence this town's identity, you know, how we define ourselves, how uh, people see this, this region, all of that type of, of you know, soft stuff, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's right in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to, to be able to have a facility where we can now uh, do a lot more than uh, we were ever able to, to do before and to have the techno- technological support that you provide and have the, the facilities uh, there is, uh, you know, the, the, the future is very, very bright for us as a result. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so connecting the dots with us uh, a little bit. So you have similar, um, not problems, but like this, the <laughs> same, same concerns come up with you guys people think we're part of the town oh yeah yep. you're north andover historical society all so people think you're a p- town department just all like they the think time. that we yeah. are we are not town department we're an independent nonprofit 501 c3 c3 right yeah well and, yeah, and we're, are you we're, guys we are we are a private 501 c3 yep. and uh we do not receive any town funding for operating support Correct. uh we have been the beneficiaries of of uh, community preservation act funding uh just like a lot of other not-for-profits in the in the area. Yep. Uh, but as far as keeping the lights on and the and the doors open, uh, keeping our staff, including myself, paid. Yep. Uh, that that calls for operating support, and we generate all of that. And also this capital project, all of this is through private investment. Uh, individuals, corporations, uh, other entities that see the value in the historical society and want to make an investment in it because it underscores the quality of life in this region. Right. But uh, yeah, as, as far as uh, right, yeah, you know, uh, you know we, we I, can't I, vote for the uh, union rep for yeah. the town employees. So yeah. I've, I've been asked that before. Can you yeah. can you vote for? I'm like I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um. So we're also we're not funded. Uh, we're not a town funded department. Uh, the only hybrid part of it is the um, the town brokers the negotiations between the cable company and the town, mm-hmm. and then we're a third party through federal mandate of yeah. uh, the the right to provide services over the the public way mm-hmm. um the, the cable companies are, are then federally mandated okay. so so the town chooses to um put provide at least up to five percent of their gross annual revenue okay. to this type of service sure. so that's why we have we you know people are always excited about how we you know reach out and do things but i, I feel like it's it's north never cam's obligation to return oh, yeah. right back to the community the value that they put into it yeah. um so then the other dot to connect is your that, that we share the similar thing uh complication with is you're a member organization mm-hmm. right so i quite often get calls that say hey can you guys cover uh mm-hmm. this event or can you videotape this or wouldn't this be great for tv and that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Like we run all three channels. So if it's a government thing, mm-hmm. then yeah, we'll produce it because we run the government channel. Yeah. Uh, if it's a, a community event, then it's really on the, the members to learn the ge- be a member. Eh? Sure. You got to be a member, yeah. and then they can we help them produce the content and whatnot. So s- similar on your side of the bench, people always say, "Hey, 
don't you guys have a, a photo of mm -hmm. this? Can you get it for us? Go ahead. Yeah. You, you, I'll let oh, you yeah. explain. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that, well, that's what our research library is, is all about. You know, it's, it's that content provision. Yeah. But that is, it's not, it's not something that is underwritten by, by any government grant or, or agency or, or endowment. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I, I've been doing this type of work for a long, long time. This, uh, this is my 27th year in, in, the, uh, in the museum field and, mm -hmm. and uh, my 14th year as, a, as an executive director. Um, and the, uh, a, a lot of old perceptions about what organizations like ours and other community not-for-profits um, are um, still exist. Uh, the idea that that yes, this is funded by, by government support, therefore everything should be free. Well, okay, the Smithsonian is free because <laughs> that's funded by taxpayer dollars, you know? Mm -hmm. right. um, and um, no, no. And the, um, uh, the I, I think what's also lost in the benefits that um, uh, charitable organizations like ours bring to the community uh, is the fact that we, uh, we have to pay the bills too. Right. I mean, well, uh, and, we and, and the bigger problem is, you know, people call us for content and, hey, mm -hmm. go cover this. Well, we're only four employees. Yeah. There's a million, you know, there's yeah. 10 events going on in a day. We, mm -hmm. Even if that's what we did, we could only cover one or two of them because oh, yeah. somebody had to stay back at the range yep. to keep the doors open. Yeah. You, what, yeah. have a couple <laughs> hundred thousand pieces of content yeah. in your archives yep. and, and two and people? I, yeah, I'm, I'm one of two full-time staffers, yep. and uh, our educator is 10 hours a week. Yep. Uh, everybody else involved, everybody is a volunteer. Right. And, uh, and your day-to-day -day responsibility is not technically day-to-day. <laughs> um, -day. You're, you're a yep. manager. You're, you're, yeah. you're procuring funding. You're, you know... Yeah, absolutely. It's so I've, I've, I, I get one, one thing our organization is not lacking on is ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have ideas and suggestions and thoughts come over my desk, you know, all the time. <laughs> uh, and what needs to be recognized and, and what, you know, I mean, we want to do you know, all of the, you know, all of these great things for the community. But we have to keep it managed within in our, uh, right. within our, our right. capabilities. But, and then as a member organization, you people sign up as a member for your organization they can have access to those records and yep. they can do the research free access yeah. to, the, yeah. to the library so yeah. so our two organizations are very akin in, in very <laughs> yeah. different in very similar situations any, yeah any yeah any anybody that that has worked for a, a small cultural not-for-profit um, or you know a small 501c3 can can appreciate it um, it's it's very hard to be a uh, a subject matter expert or a specialist when you have to be a jack-of-all-trades and, and wear you know Two dozen different hats on any any given day. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've uh, described my job as uh, you know some uh, you know in in the morning I I might be meeting with with the mayor in my my previous place with with the mayor and in the afternoon I may be scrubbing the toilets. You know, <laughs> uh, that's that's just part and parcel of, of what, what it is to work for a small I, cultural not for I can't remember if you guys did it at the new building for you guys, but when we created this space here at 70 Main Street. Um, we actually installed a shower in the bathroom because mm -hmm. of that. Because <laughs> I could be 
meeting with the town manager, you know, mm -hmm. at 10 a.m., but I could be at the, you know, in the lighting grid for the three hours before that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's not, you know, it's sure. not clean work. So no, no, there are reasons that we may have to just make quick changes. Yeah. But it's it's exciting, too, though. And yep. it's, it's, it's the variety that has kept me involved in, in this type of work for, uh, again, the last the last quarter I do, century. I do hear there are jobs out there where you do, like, one responsibility I all day long. no idea what that's <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in a job. Like yeah, me, me neither. <laughs> so, um, so Karen Klein is here, um, and so if you just want to make sure that that mic's right in front of you, um, she is um, one of the former poet laureates in town. And um, one of the things we're doing, so welcome. Um, Thank you. I want to bring you on the mic just so that you can be part of the conversation too, and we'll, we'll transition because your your time mm -hmm. is valuable, Brian, yes. too, also. Um, but um, we're talking about the 375th commemoration of uh, the establishment of the Endovers. Mm -hmm. And um, so, Brian, just give us a little bit of snapshot. I know you're just here in town <laughs> in the last year and a half, as many of my guests today have been. Sure. Um, but you are the Historical Society, and um, okay. t tell me well, what. Uh, well, the um, uh, European uh, immigrants started coming to uh, the Massachusetts Bay Colony, of course, in the 1620s and 1630s. And, um, you know, of course, the coast was settled first, and then uh, gradually, uh, before it became a, a flood, there was this incursion into uh, the the western frontier, and and really, uh, what is North Andover today was that first western frontier. Uh, so people had started uh, coming here, uh, uh, establishing plots for agriculture, and um, uh, you know, really starting to settle what became the town we know today in the 1630s. Uh, there is some debate as to exactly how to define the official incorporation date of, uh, uh, of the town, and you can get r r way into the weeds with that. But long story short, uh, the uh, town's incorporation date has been established at 1646. So that makes this year the 375th anniversary of the establishment of the Andovers. As you mentioned, there was not a North Andover per se until um, until 1855. I feel like I've been I should have had you on first because I, <laughs> I've been on the hook going, how do I explain this? Because yeah. uh, we, we all know the stories, but like yeah, I, now no, I'm saying it on a document here with, with recording. Yeah, so there, there is no easy way to <laughs> just just no. no still discussion about it. Oh yeah. 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 April seventh, eighteen fifty-five. Yeah. So, uh, so the the you know the official incorporation date for North Andover was was April of eighteen fifty-five. Right. But uh, you know our, our our true lineage dates back to the sixteen forties. And it, and so it, we're the original landowner. And right. we were, yeah, yes. right. Yes. Right. Forget that. Yep. Right, right near the, the, the common and, and where the historical yeah. society is now is, is where the original settlements were. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's a fascinating story, and it, it's certainly not cut and dried, and it's not anything, you know, if you ask somebody from Andover or what the North Andover uh, residents might want to call South Andover, uh, <laughs> the, um, you know, they, they would, would be able to tell you the story from from their perspective about the way that the north and south parish developed and, and, and you know what eventually led to the led to the split um, interesting story there's never going to be a, a final settlement of the it's just always going to be an element of the town and it's a it's an interesting piece of our of our identity uh, it's something that we'll be able to, to talk about um, 
you know, because it's it's perpetual. It's just not going yeah. to not it's get also, it, it'll never be settled. It's also a reason to talk about the history. Yep. Precisely. It is. And yeah. for kids, that's the really one thing you want to do is have them have interesting things that maybe they maybe they never even realized. Yeah. They wouldn't yeah. because they were just here because they're here. Sure. But finding out what the value is of community and how you describe community it's different if you have two different towns that were once one and then we we gave part of lawrence their land in sure. 1847 mm -hmm. the south part of lawrence is uh, from andover slash north andover yeah. Yeah. so there's so many different ways this happened uh, mm -hmm. i'm a pretty simple person and i to me it's like east and west i don't know why it's north and south because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. they're next to each other but that's yeah. just me yeah. um so um so you're welcome to stay bry but you've you've shared your time with us yep. i appreciate it i i encourage you and that's what i was trying to tell you is you should get your character done uh it's that's upstairs. oh you already did yeah. it perfect yes. so if you have the time sit get a eight takes eight minutes eight <laughs> minutes eight minutes and then we're going to make a photocopy and then we'll do a big collage upstairs and whatnot and you can take yours home if you, cool. if you have the time please do all right um keenan and melissa from the town hall have already been there yep. and they're upstairs they're All great. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to do that. And so. I, and I do have to say, so, Brian, you and I have been spending a lot of time together over the last couple of months, uh, maybe in passing, but you know, kind of grinding things out. Uh, this is the first time I've had you on a microphone, and mm -hmm. I might have some uh, volunteering for you to do because you get some nice pipes there. I think, <laughs> I, I think we're gonna be uh, doing some. Uh, voiceover work in the near future for uh, North Andover. You'll be the voice yep. of North Andover in no time. <laughs> there you go. Well, well, Brian, you know where to find me. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that'd Excellent. be great. Excellent. Okay. All right. Thank Take you so care. much. All I right. really appreciate it. Thanks for coming. It. I appreciate right. your time. Right. Karen See Klein. You. Karen oh. Klein. So I need you to be right up on that mic. Uh, oh. like lift it up so it's so oh. you can sit as comfortable as you want. Just bring okay. the mic right in front of you. So. Can you come tomorrow? Yeah. Good. Great. Um, so Karen Klein Poet. I've never usually had a problem with my voice not being loud enough. Yeah, it's the way these mics are designed. This is real radio mics here. These, yep. This is um, this is the real deal. Um, I'm never on the side of the microphone. Mm -hmm. I'm always behind the scenes. I know. And uh, and I'm getting better as it as the day goes by. So, right. but to 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 have you here, um, there are two people that I uh, that stick out in my job and my time here at, at North Hanover Camp since 2018. You are probably one of the first two or three people I met, mm -hmm. and um, really my first customer, I'd say, member that got involved. And we did uh, Valley of the Poets, or right. no, no, it was it was it was it, it was Barkfest, yeah, right, right, Barkfest, and yeah. Um, so, and the other person owned the my other uh, first customer was uh, the owner of a um, driving school, but that's okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm driving people too, and you're and you're still here. So, um, no, that's fantastic, and um, it's been awesome. It's been, you know, we've had so many different iterations over the years. Yep. Just every time I call you and say, Brian, I have an idea, you do not hang up. <laughs> Does anybody hang up on you? I hope <laughs> no, not. No, I hope no, not. no. But some of them say, okay. Uh, and then they just wait to hear. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you know that some of these ideas don't work right away. No, but they come. They come back. Yep. And when Brian was here just a minute ago, I'm thinking, how can we get the tour bus, the trolley, the the Valley of the Poets trolley tour? It would be parked in the 
side of the, the museum uh, the, at the um, Historical Society. Yep. So it, it would advertise both the poetry of the, of the valley and the fact that, you know, we have poets in the valley. Correct. And I want to do a Valley of the Poets tour, trolley tour. That's one of the things, but that's going to be in the future because you need funding. How fun. But Mike Smolak and I have been talking about it. And also Mike Smolak and I have been talking about a statue for Anne Bradstreet. Because now I've got two Anne's. Until yesterday, I really didn't find out how much value the treasure she was. Annie L. Sargent. The school is named for Annie L. Sargent. And I never realized that she was a teacher in North Andover for 54 years. Wow. That's there's, what everybody says. There's a little says. tidbit for our 375 right there. there wow. <laughs> I mean, I never realized that. I knew she. this is the anniversary, again, another anniversary year, of her 100th as the principal of the Johnson High School. And because she was one of the, well, she was the first, I think, in the state of Massachusetts as a female to wow. be a principal. Wow. And then she, re after she retired, she became a member of the school committee, first female to do that. Oh, wow. And these are, it was only the year after women had the right to vote that she became the principal of that high school. Huh. There's so many things that we don't realize now how women were held down. We yeah. have to hear it from the past. Right. We really right. do. And that's why history is so important. Yes. I mean, absolutely. Yes. Um, so we're out front of 70 Main Street here uh, in front of the North Andover Camp Studios. Come on down. Um, <laughs> we are, you know, we go, I say this to everybody that's this down, but we, you know, we typically, as, as the TV station and community television, we're, we're out there trying to help other organizations get exposure, um, get their interests out there, enlighten people. And, um, Excite people. And we're the last ones to kind of point the, you know, our fingers back toward ourselves right, and say, right. hey, look at all the stuff we do. Um, so here we are at Community Media Day. It's mm -hmm. every October 20th. The town has recognized it by the Board of Select, uh, the Select Board now. Okay. Um, and they did that a couple of years ago. And we're trying to, you know, make it bigger and bigger each year. Wonderful. So here we are. Yeah, uh, this is Podcasting wonderful. out front. Of, uh, and your beautiful new building. And that's that's the, the sound you hear in the background is, is Main Street, uh, you know, as people go home from work. Mm -hmm. um, so being one of our oldest, or at least my oldest, uh, longest member, not mm -hmm. oldest member. Right. No. Uh, longest member. Um, tell me a little bit about community television and your oh my golly! I am so. Every time I think of some of the programs we've done together, Rena Espiat, when we had the ability to have her I, virtual to me is not that bad. Virtual means we can have a poetry program, and people call in from Wales or China. Oh, it opens the door. It, it does. Does open the door. And it's so exciting. First of all, so many human beings know how to speak English. And I have absolutely no clue how to speak their language. <laughs> We're so self-centered here. And you did, but you did that show during the pandemic, right? Yeah. So, oh, I've done quite so, a few shows during the pandemic. So you came into the studio. Yes, I and, came in, and, and then, then she was in her home. I mean, her studio. Yeah. No, her home, I think. On a, in on, um, yeah, on in a video uh, call, yeah. No, Newburyport. Excellent. Yes, and she's one. I've been pushing the Library of Congress for about five to six years. Rena Espiat should be our National Poet Laureate. Mm. And he keeps saying to me, 
Mr. Casey keeps saying, she's on the short list. <laughs> I keep thinking to myself, how long is this short list? She needs to be done. I want it to be done soon. She took seven years to translate all of, well, not all, but 40 of the Robert Frost poems into Spanish. Wow. And she took seven years because she's such a perfectionist. She had to get the, the tone and the meaning just right between her and Mark Shore, who was the executive director of the Robert Frost Foundation, which is right next door in Lawrence. Um, they worked, you know, in unison to get that done, and it's a wonderful, wonderful book. And I have to explain the Valley of the Poets. A lot of people don't know yep. that. That was a series you did here. Well, at North well it's Cam, a, yeah. yeah, but it's also what I want. We live here. Mm -hmm. We live in the Valley of the Poets. Mm -hmm. And it's North Andover for Ann Bradstreet. Haverhill is John Greenleaf Whittier. Andover is Harriet Beecher Stowe. And Lawrence is, of course, Robert Frost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are, the two in the middle are not known, well, John Greenleaf Whittier is known for poetry, but Harriet Beecher Stowe wasn't. She was more the Uncle Tom's Cabin and abolition just in general. But she was also a poet, and there are at least 57 poems that a teacher, a professor at uh, Salem State University, has, is, is putting into publication, I believe. Mm -hmm. So um, that will mean that all four of them are definitely published poets, and we need to use their power to be able to explain to people every single town needs a poet laureate. Mm -hmm. So how did, how, how has community television helped you like what like how, how publicity publicity yep. Yep. publicity absolute publicity so and then bringing people on who didn't think they could even speak in public right they got used to presenting because it's such a very um warm environment right here. right and you don't you don't scare anybody i try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're, other people have come on and talked about that too you know it television production or, or media production when you look at it for the first time, it looks so intimidating, daunting, right? But it's it, it's a lot of simple things, right? You know, and it's just baby steps. You just steps. have to put them together. Yep, yep. And you don't have to have it perfect, especially in community television. Mm -hmm. We're not accountable to advertisers no. and all that stuff. It's really get your content out there. That's the most important part first, yep. and then we can refine it as we go. Right. right. So s list off some of the, the I'm programs. I'm thinking of the Bark Fest. Bark Fest. When you said it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> What oh, how, many, how many dogs did we have in the oh, studio? About nine. That's and they were all large. Yes. Yep. There was not one small dog here. No. Yeah. There I'm, was a pug. No, there was one pug. And years later, oh. I've, I've been here since 2008. And so that's, you know. We did it in 2009, March, yep. right before things. Yep. Uh, right before St. Patrick's Day. So over 10 years here. And I still don't know if I know the relation between the dogs and the poetry. But I'm okay with it. Okay. <laughs> Let me explain to you. It's not just, see, I don't just do the poetry yeah. all the time because you have to find things that are interesting for children who don't want to do That's poetry. Right. That's right. You sneak up on them. Yep. So what the prom promise was with the, po with the dogs was you bring your animal in. There are many different ways to do it. Mm. This is one way. You bring your animal in, and the veterinarian, Dr. Martha Lindsay, who lives, I mean, has her business right across the street from here, right down on uh, Hodges. She was the person that you could question. 
and that could be either you as the young person who owns the dog or the parents. And then there were 60 books from the Stevens Memorial Library that I brought with us and set them up behind Dr. Lindsay. So there were all these different uh, books about everything you could own as a pet except a dog or a cat if you couldn't have one because of allergies or because they lived in a small area where they weren't allowing pets to be in, except for a goldfish or a parakeet. Right. That's what that was all about. Wow. It was giving the kids who, you never really heard that, did you, from no, that, 2009? No. I'm, I'm sure it was explained. <laughs> but it, very, very quickly. And yep. we had to make, but see, this was the thing about bringing the dogs in. My son and daughter-in-law drove me over, and I had our two dogs in the back seat. And Brian asked me when we, we got to the old center, we were going over to your studio, and he, he said, Mom, do you are you sure they're all going to get along? And I said, Yeah, sure. Yeah, they'll they'll be fine. Oh my lord! They were happy dogs. They were all happy dogs. Yep. Except the lady across the street from me, uh, the, Mara Berry, and her mom Sheila, they brought one of the greatest dogs, Rusty, and he was the nicest, calmest dog. I've never seen the man, the dog bad, you know, mean or. At, at all um, um, threatening, threatening. So <laughs> I got into the studio and I walked over to Rusty. He was one of the first dogs I saw. And I said, hi, Rusty. And I put my hand out and he went, uh. <laughs> oh, Brian, this is not going to go well. <laughs> but it, it didn't. Nothing happened. No, it was no. wonderful. Fun. And um, then we've done one. We did one for children who were afraid of dogs. And that was at the middle school. And we had little people sitting in chairs all in a line out uh, next to the um, cafeteria, right in that um, area uh, outside, the, outside the building. And we had the um, police dogs, uh, not police, well, they were the bomb-sniffing Labradors. Mm -hmm. Rosie and I forget her daughter's name, but they had two Labradors. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Officer Brush brought the Labradors. And he had, he had set up some fireworks beforehand in certain places so that the dogs would be able to go and find something. So it ended up, the children, nobody had their feet touching the ground when they sat in the chairs, so their feet were swinging. And here comes Rosie, and he said, go hunt for, you know, bombs. So he, she goes right along the entire line of these children's legs, and they're screaming and laughing hysterically. <laughs> And there are other children in the background who wouldn't go near the dogs. Right, right. Watching them do that. By the time we were through with the program, some of those children were walking up and petting a pug. There were other dogs there with them. And a pug or a golden retriever. Because they saw the other children. It's it, peer consciousness is, peer pressure is sometimes good and not always bad. Mm -hmm. Because children learn from other children that, right. oh, maybe I don't have to fear this. Right, right. And it works. Yep, absolutely. It really did. Peer, peer uh, examples is, is one of the best things you can do where, you know, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm heavily involved with scouting and all that stuff. I mean, yep. just seeing, yep. you know, the youth lead the youth and, and, and just lead by example. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's they huge. come to you afraid yep. or shy. Yep. And you're not the one who's going to change that. The children who are the same age are going to change. Correct. That. 
Correct. And then I've got one other thing to uh, have to talk about, which is the litter art. Mm-hmm. And I looked at these. You're doing um, uh, caricatures here today. Yeah. You've got to come down. Everybody, you should come down and get your caricature done. <laughs> Mine's up there in the uh, in the studio. But um, the litter art program. I got the idea on Johnson Street on February 17, 1995. I will never forget it. You've seen an acrylic picture frame mm-hmm. and a, maybe a restaurant table. Sometimes they have them for um, advertising a drink menu or a dessert, something like that. I suddenly thought, wait a minute. Why couldn't we put the children's art and poetry into acrylic frames like that? and put them out in the public. Right, right, right. Well, it ended up that we now put acrylic frames with one one poem and, and piece of artwork on each side. But then we put under glass top tables is the greatest of all. You don't have to buy a thing. You slide them under, they stay oh, clean, neat. they yep. don't move. And then the waitresses love it because oh, the right, people right. Yep. don't rush so much to, I need my food. Funny. And they all change their seats before they're done with getting, uh, when the order comes, right. they're not sitting in the same place anymore. Because right, right. we have to move to oh, see I all the poems. And then we did one program of that in Groton, Massachusetts in 1996. I'm sorry, no, no, 2006. I always 1996 was the year the National, um, poet, national um, Poetry, wait, National Poetry Week, uh, Festival, I mean, Day. And National Poetry Day uh, was was dedicated, and we did it for um, April. No, April is the National Poetry Month, I'm sorry. And we did it in Groton, Massachusetts to honor the 10th anniversary in 2006. We had an entire elementary school, the children's poems and artwork, 588 of them were in 19 different venues all over the town of Groton, florist shops and antique stores and Citizens Bank and Bank of America, restaurants, um, nail salons, they were everywhere. And the children got, they received back over 3,000 comment cards from the public because they were able to tell them, I loved your poem and artwork about flowers or puppies or scuba diving. It didn't matter what the topic was. That was chosen by the child. And they put them out, and we had comment cards right next to all of the exhibits in all these different places. And the people in the town and other relatives would come. They loved them in the restaurants because Aunt Phyllis and Uncle Fred would come and have dinner in the restaurant to be able to see the poem and write a note. And they haven't been in that restaurant before. So... The merchants in Groton asked us, could we leave them up for May? We don't want to take them down after April's over. So we said, sure. That's why we had 3,000 comment cards. Wow. So I, I just texted my wife, but she's she doesn't have it at the top of her head. Um, there's a restaurant we went visited in New York City. We did a whole New York City tour okay. at the end of the summer. And it's just plastered with everybody's pictures of their dog it is just their dogs oh my ju- and gosh you, like every inch of the wall space is oh. covered with pugs or puppies or yep. labs yep. or whatever 
and uh, Shih Tzu's. It, it's just kind of <laughs> just kind of a neat neat thing that I think you would love. Oh, so. do they bring dogs in too to the? Uh, there weren't any there that, when I was there, but okay. maybe at lunch or something. Yes. Yeah, but like, it was and definitely. And especially, a, I would think if they have outdoor dining in the summer. Right. I think it was like a like one of those Brooklyn yep. back corner restaurants, yep, whatever. Yeah. Yep, so. Yep. That's um, grand. All right, so bringing things back to 375. Right. Um, right. Now, when I first got here, so I'm, I'm learning that I'm becoming more part of the community because I'm, I'm, I've been here for multiple town managers, multiple fire chiefs, multiple right. pe- police chiefs. So, uh, couple Bill, of, couple of historical society directors. Yep. 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 Um, so Bill Dolan was the, he was the former fire chief oh, when yeah. i yeah. when i he's, got here he's great he wasn't a chief he was the former fire chief mm-hmm. but he said to me he said even if you've been here for <laughs> a number of years you're not really from here no so i'm asking no. you are you from here no no i'm from buffalo new york okay all right yes, so you're yes. not from here but okay no. but i know you 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 raised your you raised your family here yep 1983 we moved here so in um and i don't want to be anywhere else yeah it, and i didn't want to move here <laughs> I, yeah, I think oh, you told me that before. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to move out of Buffalo. So, I thought that was the greatest place in the world. So, now this is the greatest place in the world. So <laughs> in in the 375 element here, of, of uh, we're doing kind of like a digital time capsule. Okay. Uh, and and um, it's led by uh, Rosemary Medillo. She's mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, capture everybody's opinions and, and memories and whatnot. Oh. So in your time period here, I've been asking everybody, um, what's changed dramatically? What do you miss? What do you love now that it's changed? Are there any gems in town? Well, what that, that I, ch- I changed. Yep. I never I never wrote poetry. Yep. I never had any interest in poetry. Mm-hmm. And then I went in 1995 to the program celebrating the addition to the Stevens Memorial Library. You would think we're in Boston right now. I but, know. But it's not. Right. It's our gentle airport that's yes. right over our head. Now, yep. I, I grew up in Danvers. I'm sorry to interrupt. So yep. when I moved into this area, I, I bought a condo at Edge, Edgewood okay. across from the 99. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and now I'm in a neighboring town. Um, <laughs> and I but I grew up under Beverly Airport. Uh-huh. And it so had it the didn't s- bother you. It had the same traffic patterns. Yep. Yep. I love the sound of the, the mm-hmm. propeller planes. And yep. every occasionally there's a Learjet that goes, goes off. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. No big deal. But uh, we're not in Boston. We're right here on 70 Main Street. Um, so gems talk I, about the community what's well, what's what's a meeting, secret here meeting all the people well people mm-hmm. bottom line is people it always is they're warm they're open um, they're curious their kids are great i've worked with their kids since 1988 and um i guess it's a combination of the history and the culture that is continuing to be built every single year, every single week, every single day. Mm-hmm. We're building culture here right now. Absolutely. And I don't think people understand that until it's passed and you talk about it. But this is what it's about. Yeah. And oh, absolutely. Seeing people come in who are totally different from each other, I'm, all different age groups. I'm going to keep digging. So in town. Yep. yep. You have. You and I have an early memory. I, I have an early memory of you and I. That uh-huh. I always remember when we went out and shot the intro of your show, we were at the old cemetery. So that, oh that, my gosh, and that was yes. fall, and it was a nice yes. picturesque thing. So that's kind of like a Just snapshot. Just about now. Just in, about yeah, now. It was a snapshot in my, my memory. Mm-hmm. But um, a nook, a place that's inspiring oh, for you well, the to, old burying to, ground, to give obviously. you where you might go write poetry, something that yep. just inspires yep. you. The old burying ground, um, 
any place that you can see Stevens Pond or Lake Wichikowik, mm -hmm. any place. And um, oh, just it could be someone's home. Even just being able to see someone's home that I know, mm -hmm. and they inspire me. People often ask you, often ask a poet, what, where do you get your ideas to write? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to say anywhere. Right. And it also depends. Many, many poets like to write once a day at least. They force themselves to write a couple of poems a day. I can't do that. I may write five or six poems one day and then not do it again for a month. It depends on the motivation. What is inspiring me? I can just give you one right now from Andover on Chestnut Street last week. I was driving down Chestnut Street towards St. Augustine's School at the end of the street. And there was a lady walking her golden retriever on the other side of the street. And all I saw was this tail, this waving flag of a gold tail wag it, wagging when he was walking. And there was no reason in God's earth for him to be wagging as he walked. <laughs> and I just said to her, I asked her, is he always wagging? She said, he's always wagging. When he's sitting down, when he's standing up, and obviously when he's walking. And I said, that's a happy dog. <laughs> and I would wish that for everybody. Funny. I mean, we don't have tails, but we can certainly be happy. And we can, yep, we can wag, wag them on our own. Uh, it, privately, um, yes, yes. And any, any spots growing up with you, you know, raising your family, any memorable um, spots? Oh, again, Stevens Pond. We always have to go there every summer. Yep, every summer. We used to have Boston Ski Hill. Okay, now I used to drive by that, and then there was an archery range oh, there. Oh, there was yeah. an archery yeah. range after the ski yeah. hill was closed, yeah. and we, yeah. we worked there. We went to the archery range. We had a good time there, but it was so sad. My, my older son learned at three years of age how to ski in, a, in an environment that was not threatening. Right. It was just the right size for little ones. And to see that gone now, oh, gee. Yeah. So now there's so many things that have changed. So now um, you can try. Oh my gosh, talking about here um, she is. So um, Rosemary's here. So I've I've gotten my kids skiing. So so we've been to um, uh, in in uh, what's the, what's the one right here in uh, Haverhill, right? Bradford. Oh Haverhill, Brad, yeah, Bradford. So and was then it, there's also in the show. Yep, and we've that's done another those. one. So are they bigger, steeper? What, um, was, what was? They're both bigger than uh, Boston, Boston Ski Hill. Okay. okay. Um, that was definitely a smaller more intimate um, run. Okay. Uh, and it was, kids were there all over the place. And they were there in sleds. Remember Boston Ski Hill? I'm the sorry. Boston Ski Hill up on 114? Yes, it was Boston yeah. Ski yeah. Hill. Yeah, yeah, and that was wonderful for children. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Perfect. But if you didn't learn to put your brakes on, you would end up Oh, yeah, you'd be ending up out <laughs> in the road. <laughs> That's true. You, you had to learn how to stop. Give them cause to stop, and then yes. we'll stop. All yes, right. I you get had it. to. I, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, my memories, because I... You know, my memory early on, because I grew up in Denver's, but um, my early memories of North Andover was, was coming up uh, 114 mm -hmm. and then turning off and going into another direction. Um, you know, so if I was visiting my... So you just went gonna, through. You went through the so town. Rosemary Spindeli's uh, kind of in the wind, wings here. Yes. So we typically just come get comfortable and then we'll transition and then she'll go and then and we'll finish our oh, conversation so with you. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm 
pretty much done. I got to get yep. going too. Yep. Um, but you so, just went through the town. Yeah, and then but I I have just met, when I came out here to live here, I was like, I know this intersection because it was a yes. lot of youthful trips yes. that I you know. I have. Um, oh, there was Thompson's, the restaurant. Thompson's restaurant. Don't forget Where's, the Thompson's tell me, restaurant. Tell me where that was. I don't know. That was at the where Bertucci's is. Okay, that yes. seems like a they like a towny place that, that could be liver there. Yeah. And onions ever in the world, and my nobody wanted to have liver and onions in my house because it would smell so much. Gotcha. So every time I wanted it, I get to, it would go to Thompson's. I had a knot in Newport. Wilson's that Corners. That's called Wilson's Corners. Okay. And um, I was sad to see that go. In, you, how how long ago roughly? I mean, uh, the eighties. Eighties, okay. Oh yeah, definitely the eighties. It does, but it definitely looks like where a towny type oh, of they would know, restaurant that would be. Would be a favorite, yeah, that yeah. would be a favorite towny restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Is our other CEO taking off? I'm sure. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's I haven't heard that at all today. Yep. So that's that's great. Thompson's restaurant, and then Julie's. Now, Julie's was another restaurant right at the exit of 495 on the Mass Avenue, where the bank is. Remember Julie's? The restaurant? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And that was another one that was really good. They had great pizza. Okay. Yep. Very good. Um, so, so, I am, I'm just happy to be here. No. I really am honored to be with you That's and having fantastic. you here too, Rosemary. Great. <laughs> and I think this is going very well. No, I really I see a lot of activity and um, young people. That's what you're after. Yeah, absolutely. You're after in encouraging the young people because this is probably going to be one of the best types of work in the future right. for kids. Something to do with communications over internet or some type of digital service. Right. right. No. No. It's it, we've 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 had a lot of fun with kids and mm -hmm. adults and. And uh, and that's the resource that we provide. Can you hear us, Rosemary? Yes, okay. yes I can. So Rosemary Spindili is uh, joining us. Yep. Conley Spindili, how, well, the full distance here. Well, <laughs> considering some of the things that we're talking about, it's nice to have um, my family's name, Connolly, yep. in there, yep. but I do use that, yeah, yep. Rosemary yep. Spindili. And um, so we've had Karen Klein here uh, for the last session here. Well, can I tell you our link together, our, one of our most important was in this town, town select board meeting when I came and asked if we could have a Poet Laureate appointed. And you were there. Yep. And I was all for it. Yep. I loved the idea. <laughs> yep. And it's yep. worked out so wonderfully. It's, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. Now Mark Gore is our Poet Laureate right now. Mm -hmm. I was Poet Laureate for two sessions of two years each. And then I like to say that they really couldn't find anyone accomplished enough. So a husband and wife became the next two Poets Laureate. That's right. It was Kennedy, Kennedy oh, yeah. Nadine yeah. Delano, and they were in for a year, and now Mark's in. He's super. Funny. He is absolutely wonderful. Well, thanks for spending time with me. Oh, like I I'm said, so she's, when I introduced her, she is one of my first customers when I started at North Never Cam. Yep. So uh, the other was a driving school instructor. But uh, Karen has um, uh, been here, and she's been feeding us ideas. As uh, I said, nonstop. I drive people, but not that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, thank all you. All good. It's yeah. all good, yeah. Karen. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I knew you would have history for us, so I, I appreciate it. Yes. I always I love talking it. to you. Thank you so much. See you later, Rosemary. <laughs> nice Bye. to see you, Karen. Miss Medeely, how are you? I'm great, thank you. We're very busy. I, I'm never on the side of the 
the, the production. I'm always behind the camera, or behind right. the. So um, I've learned. I had Rick Gorman on is my first guest, and you know I figured if I strategically had him on, because he, he's been doing a podcast for you know months now, you know a year now, and um, and and I'm like, oh, we can he can give me pointers and all that. So I'm I'm here, and uh, and you know a lot of this you know we tied. Um, so today is Community Media Day. Um, October 20th and uh, the town commissioned it or uh, did, did a citation about it a couple of years ago um, so the town recognizes it and um, so we actually uh, Sarah Brush just told me we're actually the first official 375 uh, event on our calendar that's gone off to you know today and I was like ooh we're the inaugural <laughs> inaugural event okay great um, so um, I'm glad that you're here and we can talk a little bit more about the 375 uh, Community Media Day is uh, out there because we're definitely, um, you know, suspect to this. Like we don't we do so much to highlight other organizations. We often don't point the finger back to ourselves, uh, you know, and promote ourselves and let people know we're out there and. Uh, we're everywhere, but we don't really get a chance to explain ourselves all the time. So Community Media Day is, is a day to at least focus me on trying to get, you know, some information out there of what we do and, and how maybe we've impacted the community and stuff like that. So that's that's why we're out front of 70 Main Street down here. And that's one thing that's changed over the last couple of years is uh, some history is left. But, you know, it's it's a, a growing end of the Main Street. But uh, Welcome. Thank you, and you've picked a great day for it's a community media day. Abs it's absolutely terrific be, out here. It's been a great And fall. I think you were not singing your praises enough. You are everywhere. <laughs> um, cable is everywhere. And, uh, and you know, the, the townspeople really enjoy it. They learn from it. Yes. They figure out what's going on. So it's, it's uh, again, you do a great job, and thank you very much. Um, I've been I've talking with everybody. I'm realizing I've... I've, I've cycled through a lot of people uh, and so I'm starting to realize I'm a little bit more part of the community. I've been through town managers, I've been through police chiefs, fire chiefs, mm -hmm. now the senior center director has changed over and the historical society uh, director has gone. So Rick was our, my, my first guest and he's been here the whole time. He's been here for a while. And, yeah. um, and Kathleen and I got here uh, from the library got here in 2008 so we're, we're kind of akin to being here at the same time Boy, and, time's gone by and i think with the select board i think i think you are it i i'm it yeah i think everybody else has cycled through yeah 2001 yeah yeah, yeah. And, and everybody else because um i think yeah i think everybody else has kind of come and gone too so and that's been you know different for me you know it's it's kind of neat so but you you're you're great to all of us and you really keep the town informed and and very welcoming and open to new and fresh ideas absolutely so you um <laughs> it's been good brian it is so i'm really happy to be here on your launch of this so we're podcasting now we're too. podcasting yeah, yes yep yeah, yeah. so that's a new new thing and uh I figured, you know, we're trying to get more exposure, so we tried to do something out front, uh, you know, here at 70 Main Street. So it's uh, it's exciting. Um, so your snapshot of community television, real quick, and then we'll get into 375. Well, I think I think the most important thing, it's, you know, everybody is so busy all the time. So just having another venue to get our word out, get happenings out, learn about the community. Um, I mean, you just do such a an array of different subjects and um, 
it's it's great. I can't even imagine what it'd be like, what it was like before we didn't have this right. because it's it's, um, you know, even just notices about some, you know, people who you know want to buy a wreath or a parade or you know that we've done in the past with the wreath, but uh, this year we're going to do something different. But, um, you know, it, it's and people depend on it, and I find. The thing that's so funny to me sometimes is how many people literally watch our meetings, mm -hmm. not just the board of select, mm -hmm. all the meetings. And you know, it's a great, it's a good way of knowing what's going on in town. And if you you like something, it's great. But if you don't like something, you might ask a few questions. And that's what open government is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, it's um, we are a town meeting form of government. We are. You know, we're the legislative body. Um, the townspeople are the legislative body, so it's great that they know what's going on in their community mm -hmm. because they have an opportunity to make a difference, whether it be a town meeting or just getting up and speaking about it. So, so it's I love town meeting form of government. I think it's the purest form of government of the people. Um, but uh, it's it's good when you need to do something different. Or it's even that one person who gets up and speaks mm -hmm. who could change an entire room around mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. an entire town meeting around because people go, gee, I didn't think of that. Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, I've learned a lot about local government just in this job by itself. Before this, I was in sales and I was in production. Um, so very not, not very much involved with, with um, government per se. Um, and to see, and I've said this in different variations today, but, you know, sitting in, you know, one of the things I did first was sit in on all the meetings. How do they work? How do they, you know, you know, cause I want to train people properly, you know, when we get the meetings covered and just seeing the collaboration and the interaction and, and, you know, the select board has their set of responsibilities and all the other boards have theirs. And I feel for, you know, like zoning and, and planning, they, you know, people are coming at them, you know hammering and they're so well mannered and they're so like look i understand you you know that's you know i'm here to interpret the law and i feel you i you know and they're mm -hmm. very compassionate and they're very engaging and they they give their the, the the people their due but you know at the end of the day you know that's the planning board or that you know you have to go to them first yeah. and, you know but they're you know it's it's very engaging and they but in this community the different groups figure out how to get it done or instruct how to get it done where in other communities they're they're like this is how it gets done and you know and they kind of just turn it or or the way they talk to each other in other towns is yeah. is is an amazing and, and you, from what i've seen it's it, there's always been a level of respect and, and and you know people might not all agree or be on the same page but it's it's different in other communities and it's I, and it's it's in, it's nice in, in north Andover. thank you that's that's great to hear i mean this, we're, f we're supposed to be friends and neighbors. We're one community, and in yeah. in government can be, especially these days, with any form of government, whether it be local government right up to national government, it's confusing sometimes. And there's laws and regulations that don't seem to make sense at the first look, but when you study it, you can then understand. Okay, that's why this is this way, or whatever. But it gets and people also too when they come to speak before a board any board they're nervous mm -hmm. and you know and I've, I've always said to our it can be intimidating it can yeah. be very intimidating and that and you're on TV yep. and you I know. mean I know I've, I've been around you guys non-stop and then when I had to present I was like oh, okay you know yeah. and it's different it's it different. is different <laughs> and and um, but you know again 
we're all we're, we all should be friends and neighbors and try to understand where someone's point of view is and maybe someone will bring something forward it's like you know you make a good point maybe we should look into that mm -hmm. and look into it and maybe make some changes which would be done for the most part at a town meeting mm -hmm. um but uh and yeah. it is intimidating especially when the issues deal with people's property rights in their home mm -hmm. and gee i you know i i have this lot and it's for sale and it's bigger than all the other lots on the street but it's not a legal lot anymore and that's got to be frustrating right, right, right. um and and I think our boards do a pretty good job of trying to explain what it is yeah. and what they could do about it. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes the answer has to be no, but sometimes there are options. Like yeah. so. And one one of the things that thrust us into the kind of the limelight, you know, was the pandemic. I mean, you know, uh, Melissa was on earlier, and you know, just everything that had to hurdle into existence um, for that, with the meetings and getting, you know, I, you know, I said you. They were, the town was kind enough, kind enough to in, invite us into the department head meetings when it was like, how do we keep the government running, you know? And we became the front runners in my industry, in our industry, of how to make it happen the right way, you know. And North Andover does have the, you know, we have examples of town meeting like we kind of are kind of the front runner in a lot of these, you know, visionary type of things where or reactionary type of things. How do we get it done? Because. I think it's the collaboration between all the different elements. People come together and try and figure it out here, and I think that's I think that's great quality. Um, we we could not do what we do without the support of the select board. Um, oh, that's very nice. So every community is different. You know, we uh, we here in North Andover we run all three channels. Um, there are other communities that they only run the, the access channel or whatnot. So we um, and I've explained it a couple times. You know we get the phone call hey can you come cover this it's like well it's not really what we do you know so there's three different elements we have the government channel the education channel and the public channel so if the public calls you know we're here to train them how to do it and we get it going but if there's a government thing we're running we're we're in charge of the government channel too so we're gonna you know if melissa wants to do a public address we we go and do it if there's a you know a you know a big event you know we're gonna we're gonna be there and uh and being part of the community, we talk about the staff. We couldn't do half the stuff without the staff. I mean, my staff, you know, when we when they're hired, you know, it's not a nine to five job. No. You know, it's we're here for the community. Community. We um, we we we're, we're pushing our, our you know our uh, uh, slogan of we can we channel community spirit. So we have to be where community community spirit is. That's where we should be. You know, whether it's the the, the sheep shearing, the Fourth of July ribbon cutting ceremonies especially during the pandemic i mean seeing businesses open during the pandemic i, I want to make sure we're there you know what i mean and, yeah. and, and, and cover it with the news the journal and whatnot um but but you know there are different looks of of community television stations and all across the state and it's it's the you know the the, the support of the select board you know in, in the way they 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 allow us to operate and, and, and we, we're very thankful for so I appreciate it. Oh, you're again. You're very welcome, and thank you for all that you do. Because, you know, you're you're the facilitator of getting the word out on different things. Like you like you said, one of my favorite things is when we get a new business that comes before the board, and I'll say to them, "This is your time in the sun. Tell us about your business. What are you selling? What do you do?" Mm -hmm. And that's a great service, especially right now during COVID, where it's 
a little scary to be opening a new business. Mm -hmm. You can't get goods in. I mean, we can go on and on and right. on about all the things why it's a struggle. But by you just giving them five minutes in the sun mm -hmm. and people are watching on TV, it, um, it, can, it gets the word out, gets a buzz going about their new right. business. So. Right. And there are ways for businesses to get involved with us, you know, after that. Um, Nonprofits, it's a little bit looser. They can do a ton of call to action. They could do fundraisers through us, whether it's a 501c3 or like a Rotary Club or something like the Lions. You were part of Lions for years. Yeah. Um, the you know businesses can still be involved and still get their recognition, but they just can't do a call to action because Comcast and Verizon they sell advertising. So we have to you know we just have to do underwriting or they can do a show. You know you know Salem Five is doing a podcast. And they're 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 saying the show is checking in, oh. sponsored by Salem Five, right? It's a little play on the words exactly. checking in. Exactly, That's exactly. So, yeah. so it's important to get that message out to the businesses too, because we are here for them too. And if they, you know, it, it's tough when it's a mom and pop because they're they're every single hour of the day. Mm -hmm. How are they going to do more content, you know, out here? So, um, we understand that. But, um, um, yes, we love people involved. We love businesses involved. Um, I know you have a six o'clock meeting, so I want to jump into 375. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm glad that we got to kick this off. And uh, we're working with Sarah Brush and, and the calendars. And the website's kind of released now, and uh, we're trying to get more events. Uh, tell us a little bit about 375. Well, thank you, and, and you, you've been really great. I mean, you jumped right in when we were trying to get the, the message out, and, and we're, again, very grateful. Um, the 375th anniversary um, is about the town's founding, which actually it um, it was sort of set up uh, through. I, yep. I like to read a few things so I don't get this wrong. You're, you're not on camera technically. I mean, yeah. we have a feed showing the this the of the, but this is all audio, so you okay. can read right from there. <laughs> well, um, North Andover. Um, is part of Essex County and the lands to the south of the Merrimack River and Lake Achiquiac and the Shawshine River were set aside by the Massachusetts General Court in 1634. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Um, for the purpose of creating an inland plantation called Kachikawik Plantation. Only, only a few of us know how to say that word. Um, I, I hear you're still struggling with one of the select members that... <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. It's a little bit fun. She'll get there. Um, we would, we would, I would tease a new town manager saying, "Could you tell us the name of our lake?" And then we all, we'll, and then they struggle. So it's a little bit of a fun thing. But um, the land was purchased on May 6 in 1646 um, by the Reverend John Woodbridge and settled the land um, uh, for the English, and they paid uh, the chief of the local tribe, the Penacook tribe six pounds and a few other little things that went along with her, one in particular. And then the land as a plantation was incorporated as Andover as a nod to Andover, England. And so we're really pretty proud of that because the original settlement was um, uh, actually, the decision was in 1634, but the original settlement was May 6, 1646. The original settlement right here in North Andover, right near the uh, Lake Kachikawik, and, um, and they started their parish. One was the North Parish. Uh, sort of a descendant of that North Parish is our white church, the Unitarian Church at the Old Center. But in 
1709, there was a little bit of a controversy where some people wanted a South Parish. So this was all called Andover, but it was founded in North Andover. Everybody lived in North Andover that was part of the original settlement, but they wanted to expand to South Andover. Um, and they did eventually do that in about 1709. So again, we are the original settlement. I'm gonna keep saying that because people sometimes don't quite understand. And so the two, the two parishes sort of uh, split and grew. And then it was around, let's see, I need to write this, I need to read this. Um, 1855, the two towns separated, but again, um, and we became North Andover. They kept the name Andover. But again, I'm going to say it again. We are the original <laughs> settlement. And so we are really celebrating here in North Andover our 375th. And we've got some fun things going on. Um, we've got a little bit of a late start because of COVID. You know, we try to plan something and then you couldn't. Like, for example, the North Andover Women's Club wanted to hold a gala. And that was going to be for October 1st. Mm -hmm. But we started kind of raging back a little bit into COVID and the masks, and that's right. really not a lot of fun. So that that's being postponed till um, May 13th at the Stevens Estate. But in the interim, we just got our banners in, so we will be uh, putting up uh, town banners for the 375th celebration, and people can adopt them. We're running low. We've got, uh, there's a lot of interest. Um, and we will be putting small wreaths underneath to kind of highlight the banner with a bow of the same colors as the banner, and that will be up for the holidays. But again, they are selling out really quickly. They're $125, and you can uh, put the name of your business, you could put your family name, you could put it in memory of a dear loved one, or you could just say happy birthday and leave it and just sort of leave it sort of anonymous. So we're we're working on that, and that's that's great fun. Um, and we're hoping to, because we have such a short amount of time and not had the opportunity to really raise funds, again, be, mainly because of COVID, uh, we're combining some of our celebrations. Like, we're going to be having the Santa Parade and a nod to the 375th. Mm -hmm. We're combining the resources because it does take quite a bit of money to, mm -hmm. to put on mm -hmm. a parade. So I said, yeah. let's just combine them. Yep. And, and we're jumping on there too. Our, our Colin Santa show. We're yes. gonna we're gonna do the same thing. We're gonna nod to to the three seventy five. Yep, absolutely. And um, so, in some of the other events that we're gonna be combining, will be like sheep sharing and the Fourth of July, and again, all a nod to the three seventy fifth. But some things that you're thankfully going to be involved in that should be great fun. And I was talking to a few people about it today. Is we're looking to do like an online history mm -hmm. of the town where guests can come I think we have to encourage them because people are generally a little shy mm -hmm. but come tell like it could be your your grandparents tell us about what life was like in North Andover mm -hmm. when you were a child mm -hmm. and, um, and and bring in pictures and artifacts and just all kinds of fun things to sort of let people know you know what where we've come from um, and uh, so we hope to we'll wait for that one right. <laughs> and we and we hope to incorporate our seniors with that so I've spoken with um, the folks at the senior center and they were very excited and encouraged to do that so that um, we hope to have you know, some guest speakers tell us 
what it was like again when you were a child mm -hmm. you know did you go to Johnson High did you go to the center school mm -hmm. things like that my dad did that um, and uh, he uh, he enlisted this one funny little story that you know would be sort of just a short little story he enlisted in the Navy at 17 as many of the young men did and and during World War two he was out in um, on the Pacific out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on his, he was assigned to a cruiser and he's on deck, this 17 year old young man and an officer comes up to him and says, so tell me sailor, where do you hail from? And he said, oh sir, you wouldn't know it, it's just a small town. And he said, well, what was it? And what is it? And he said, North Andover. And it was Mr. Howe, uh, probably, he goes, sailor? That's amazing. I'm from Andover. So it's just <laughs> fun stories like that or right. that that you know that would really be great to share and um, and again if you have old pictures, if you have just some memento from years past, um, we'd like to see if we can get all that or most of that on film. Yeah. And then the other idea for our seniors too is because, you know, originally North Andover was pretty much um, people from just one area of the world, mainly mainly England. But now, North Andover, they're from all over the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it would be great fun, too, when I spoke to the seniors about this, is maybe getting some of our seniors to share some old family recipes, mm -hmm. and we could perhaps put them all online. And maybe, mm -hmm. as you and I talked, yep. if they're... We have, a if we have a cooking set upstairs. We <laughs> do, and for an adventurous person, they can actually show you how they make the gawumki or their their special Italian sauce mm -hmm. or whatever. So um, we're looking forward to getting the seniors involved in that and also to getting the kids involved, maybe each of the schools doing a time capsule, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's exciting. And, and so part of today we've been, you know, I've had I've had some officials here. I've had some townspeople, some organizations. Uh, and we've been asking, you know, so it's 375, you know, anything. What do you have? What do you remember? What's changed? Mm -hmm. um, Brian Howard from the Historical Society was here and, you know, they're fully on board with, with um, you know, really capturing the history and documenting the, the like you said, some of these numbers. Um, so one of my, you know, one of the other one of the other firsts and when it, since I came here in 2008 was um, he at the time he was former chief uh, Bill Dolan, right? So yes. he, he, he was already a former chief at that point. But he instructed to me, he said, you, you know, you could be here for 30 years, but you're not from here. Oh. So, <laughs> so, oh, so, yes. so are we from here? Are, are, are you from here? Well, <laughs> this is kind of you don't have to live on his rules. I'm just uh, saying. No, <laughs> well, I will tell you it's kind of a, it's it's really just for fun it's yep. a joke but in order to be called a townie mm -hmm. you have to have three generations up at Ridgewood that's I thought what yeah something that's along what, what he is, was yes. saying yes I qualify <laughs> there you go so tell On us both sides of my family sure sure yeah. so tell us so you've been here you've raised a family here um what's changed what do you remember that you missed or that, that's gone and you missed or something that's changed and that's evolved or tell us a little gem about north andover what's what's a favorite spot anything there's so there's so many favorite spots but i've often said this um as we we start marching into summer that so many of us learn to swim at speedy's pond mm -hmm. and my dad learned to swim there and my mother and 
I did and my, my kids did. And that's, that was originally uh, set up by the veterans organization and what they, um, the VFW. But this is sort of a fun story on Stevie's Pond that I learned from my father is that how they made the sandy beach is when, out, when the, the, the pond is frozen, they get out there and they put, you know, trucks yeah. worth of sand. Mm. And then when it melts, you uh. now have, not the beach, you, the under the water. Right, right. I mean, there's just so many, and people talk about, you know, ice fishing and the funny little stories about Dizzy Bridge. And oh. just, um, and when I was in high school where the Scarlet Knights, one of, um, one of my classmates literally rode a horse dressed like a knight onto the football field <laughs> and the music they, that the band played was really it was fun it was like the beat of the horse and it was really it was great you know there's so many so many wonderful things my mother talked about and some of um our seniors would maybe recall this that who grew up in town that when world war ii was over everybody was in the streets hugging and kissing in the bells uh, you could hear the be church bells ringing mm. all over but something like almost out of a movie mm. you know just there's so many of those stories that we want. Please, 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 don't wait to be asked. Come forward. This is not only because it's fun, it's for our, our kids and future generations. This will be like a living document mm -hmm. that we can continue to add to. Absolutely. And I spoke to a very good friend of mine today, um, and her family has wonderful collections of old pictures. And one of the uh, her brothers actually did a lot of research at the uh, the Boston Public Library, where they have pictures of North Andover, and he's brought them forward, and we, they go on, um, some of them are appearing on Facebook under, like, the town's memories. Mm. Um, mm. But we would like to make that more public. So, again, anything that you think that would be interested, right. we can, we'll, we'll certainly find a spot for it. Or if you have a great idea of something that you would like to do in this celebration, we are open to anything, to hear everything. Mm -hmm. We need, still need volunteers. And of course, with anything like this, we also still could use some donations right. towards of course. Yeah. Yep. having a band in the parades, yep. which is, it's a little difficult because um, a lot of the bands aren't functioning again because mm -hmm. of COVID, mm -hmm. but um, we're hoping to, to hire some bands, um, fireworks, um, have a have maybe a small reenactment that we did for our 350. We're looking into that. And even maybe um, to have a powwow, uh, which was a nod to our, our uh, earliest settlers yep, before yep. we were here. So, and again, anybody who, you know, has a great idea or some children's programs and things like that. Yeah. Um, we're, we're still looking for ideas and volunteers. And again, it's, it's any reason to bring the community together. Exactly. You know, especially, you know, post-pandemic. Um, so just to clarify, because it can be confusing, um, so this goes until, right? So we're celebrating until. Well, that we're still, that's still under a little bit of discussion, yes. but um, because it goes, it's May 6th, right. but we lost so much time because of the pandemic and- Oh, so that might be like into might, the summer or something like that. Yeah, oh, I think we'll still go into some of the okay. warm weather months because some of these activities and things are best done in the warm weather. Sure, sure, but, okay. Um, um, but anybody who wants to volunteer, please don't be shy. Don't wait to be asked. You can give me a call. Um, my phone number is 508-633-5500. 
2001 and leave a message. Um, if you've got something that you think we might like, let's talk and see if we can make it happen. We, we do need some people that, um, a few more things for the children. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like uh, the games that people played maybe mm. during the original founding. You know how mm -hmm. they roll those hula hoop looking sure. things and stuff like that. Yep. Some um, colonial games. Yep. Colonial games, colonial garb for maybe people might want to wear in the parade or um, it's all about town spirit and and celebration and and you know what? We need to celebrate after the COVID. We've between the Columbia gas and yeah. the coming. It's been a tough stretch. I, I, I can attest to for for over a year I couldn't get in back in my house. Right, right. And then we get in and then I couldn't get out of my house yep. because of COVID yep. happening. Yep. So we all need um, a time to celebrate. And we've got a great thing to celebrate. We're one of the oldest communities perhaps in the entire country. Right. Let's think about that. Yep. If you go by the whole country and... Um, and, and we have names of people that are descendants of some mm -hmm. of the original settlers. Mm -hmm. And for example, e even Barker Farm um, is the oldest continuous operating farm in the Massachusetts, and some would argue in, this, in the entire country. Right. And right. That's, that's fantastic. right about where the original settlement took place. So a um, so little sneak preview for you. Um, We've been working with the Historical Society a lot with the new Rogers Center, and yeah, we, we put the movie great. theater. Oh, in. Have you great. been? Have you seen the movie? Oh theater? yeah. So a lot of excitement there. But um, in talking with Brian, and I'm pretty sure it was Brian where I got this from. Um, I think what the Rotary. I'm I'm current president of the Rotary Club. Oh, and, good and, for you. And um, one of the we're gonna start. We're gonna try and start an, an annual event in conjunction at, with that center because they're looking for community events to go in there. I think we're going to start an ongoing deliberation of the separation of the two towns and from colonial perspective and arguments and reasons why and like whether it's court court trials or you know you know board debates or something like that or protests out in front of the the, the historical society i think we're going to try and make it an annual event and i thought you might appreciate that i think that's great it's it should be interesting. Yes, yes. So I don't, I don't know who we can get for the opposing side. We'll probably have to talk to the other town and see if yeah. the other Rotary Club well, or something yeah. wanted to do something. Yeah, be kind of fun. It will be kind of fun. <laughs> so a modern day trial about a, an event that happened back in like what seventeen oh nine. Yeah, yeah. Quoted or something yeah. like that. So I think that'll be exciting. I think you know, again, a little, fun. little Americana. Just yeah, exactly. Just, just fun. You know, just fun and. Again, it's great for the kids. They yep. they learn about government and right. court systems. Yep. And yep. It'll be fun. It'll it be it fun. will be fun. So I know you have a meeting to get to, um, but if you have time, it only takes eight minutes. Or there's upstairs. There's a color one. Get your character done. We're getting we're giving away characters. Uh, so and then you can make a copy and we'll put a collage together upstairs okay. and whatnot. So All right. uh, that sounds like fun too. <laughs> if you haven't been upstairs, um, head upstairs and there's, there's some bites to eat or something like that. So. But thank you, thank, so you thank you. Is there anything else we need to cover before you go? Nope, just everybody, let's celebrate. Happy birthday, North Andover. Happy birthday to us. We've got a great town here, great people. And uh, Fantastic. it's all going to be fun. And jump in if you've got some ideas. You want to even do, I thought, but I don't know if it's too difficult to do, is have a, a, a running race from our old center mm. to Andover ah. and back. So join right. the two. 
together in kind of a fun run. Yep. But um, I've been warned that it's a little bit more work than it sounds yeah. like. Crossing state highways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think of that. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> uh, but if anyone has a fun idea and yeah. wants to jump in and volunteer, we, you are so welcome to be part of the group. And, and let's Fantastic. just, again, let's just celebrate and have some fun. Awesome. Rosemary Connolly Smidili. Thank you. Thank from you. here. Yes, from, from here. From here. On my dad's side and my mother's side. We go back. We go back a little way. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us. And we, again, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. <laughs>